Hey guys, welcome to the Two Book Girls podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm Nicole. And today we get to talk about a two book series by Amy Harmon. Um, The first book, The Bird and the Sword, narrated by Trina Nishimura. And the second book, The Queen and the Cure, narrated by Steve West. So we're really excited to do this podcast because we both really love these books so much. And let's get started. Well, some background on the book. It's a fantasy series, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't actually give a time frame for it, but you feel like it's... Older, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like it's more that it's set back in... In time. Yeah. Because there's definitely no modern conveniences. There's... (laughs) um, I think at one point they talk about torches, like, as they're lighting in the house or Mm -hmm. wherever they're at. In their castles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you like one of the books more than the other? So I was thinking about that when we decided to do this podcast. And it's very hard for me because it was, you know, different main characters, even though in the first book, The Bird and the Sword, you are introduced to the main character in the second book. But it's just like you don't really know him in the first one like you know him in the second one. So, I don't know if I can pick one over the other. Okay, if I had to pick one, if I absolutely had to pick one, I don't know. Well, okay, I like the first one better, The Bird and the Sword, just because I feel like I I um, relate better to the main character in the first one. Not directly, but like indirectly, if that makes sense. <laughs> and that makes sense <laughs> right yeah <clears throat> what about you which one did you like more goodness okay so these books basically they're it's two couples right that they follow um the uh the couple in the first book is um the couple in the first book is jesus we forgot their names add this part in later <laughs> Okay, and so the couple in the first book and the couple in the second book, they're joined because they're actually brothers. And it's hard for me because part of it is I always like the initial book because that's what kind of brings you in, especially fantasy books, Mm -hmm. because it kind of, it sets the mood for this like world that the author wants to bring you into. And if you fall in love with the series there, a lot of times that's what always sticks out in your mind. But um, I'm going to go into one of our... The topics we were going to discuss this week mm-hmm. on which brothers team are we on? Like if we had to choose a brother, which one would we choose? Because this oh goes into how I'm going to answer that question. And that's because when it is a love story, sometimes mm-hmm. the one that sticks with me is the one that I like the brother. Right. The most, you know, or the, the, the romantic interest I would prefer. Right. So I'm going to have to say the queen and the cure, the second book. Really? Yeah. And that is because, um, absolutely, if I have to choose between the the brothers, I would choose Cal. And I just, I don't know, I liked his, I, I liked getting to know him more. I would never have thought that at reading the first book because you just get a very kind of two-dimensional look at him in that book because he's mm-hmm. not the focus. But um, <clears throat> in the second book, I kind of feel like he's so humble that it almost makes the... He is not no, humble. No, in some ways. Well, not humble. Maybe that's not the right word then. Okay. <laughs> so you tell me what word you would choose because 
I like I like that duty bound and not he he wants none of the spotlight. He wants none of that. He he's very committed to the people he loves and he just wants like his whole focus in life is like caring for the people he loves and that means caring for the kingdom as well. And I really like that. And I'm not saying the other brother didn't feel that way, but the other brother absolutely wanted to lead. And I guess maybe Maybe it's well, the if you not... think about it, King Tyrus was raised to lead. I mean, he's not the bastard son. He was, you know, born from the actual queen and king. So he was raised to lead, even though he was the younger son. Yeah, and that's why I'm not trying to say anything bad about the king. It would upset my boyfriend if I did. <laughs> my book boyfriend. But no. Um, so it's not that I'm trying to say anything bad about him. But you know me enough to know that I am very quiet. I'm very background type person. I don't like um, to have much spotlight. So I would say it's that that I was drawn to about him. I feel like he would be one that I would feel more comfortable with. Not having to be the queen. You know? I mean, but... He also he, had nothing. He didn't want anything to do with his love interest he, in the beginning. He fought he because he fought it. He fought it. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with like being afraid of feelings you've never had before. Because what can happen whenever you love someone like that? You can be hurt. It's vulnerable. He's a soldier, and he had just got hurt. Yeah, and he had just been. So I I would say if he saw her and didn't have any of those reservations, it would have felt like one of those insta-love type stories where you just, you don't feel like there's any depth to it Mm -hmm. because it wouldn't have set with what his background was, being hurt, being a soldier. And plus this, um, this definitely has, you can tell it's a much more male-dominated society, of course, but one thing I liked about both brothers is neither one of them were, you know, they, their ego did not get in the way. They were happy to have strong women. And I felt like propped that up. Well, one thing I didn't like about the, um, the queen and the cure was, and this is the author, of course, cause she wrote it. But when he became king, you know, at the end of the book, we don't, she didn't really give us a sense of what kind of king he became. Since in all of book one and most of book two, he was very adamant about not being a king. He was a soldier. He did not want to be a king. But then he ended up being a king because his, you know, his his love was a queen. Well, he, he had no choice, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't he think, had no choice. I don't know if we, things, yeah. right? So, but I mean, you don't really get a sense of what kind of king he became. I mean, you get this, like, grudgingly, I guess, you know, I have to be this because I love this woman and I'm not going anywhere type vibe. But outside of that, you just know, oh, they popped out some kids and well, there you go. I I disagree there a little bit because whenever all this happened, who did he call on? He called on his brother. Yeah. Who did he respect more than anything in the way that he led his brother? So who is he going to model his... But he also his... said that he was not going to be the same type of king as King Tyr. He said that. Oh, see, I don't remember that. So in yeah. my head, I'm thinking, you know, that's going to be his role model for that. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be just and he's going to be fair. But I just imagine him as this grudgingly, you know, king. Like a grudging 
king who's like, you know, does not want to do the same things that King Tyrius, Tyrius did. I mean, King Tyrius, you know, every week they had people come up to them with their problems. I do not see Kel like listening patient, patient, patiently to other people's problems and, you know, metting down justice. I just, it, it tickles me because I could just see him like frowning and like, are you serious? Like, you're coming up to me because somebody stole your chicken. Did they give you some up? Like, I just imagine that he's just like, this is ridiculous. I don't have time for this. I don't want to do this. I want to, you know, go play with my kids or be up under my wife. Okay. And honestly, you're making my point a little bit on how no, I feel. No, on how I feel about him as choosing okay. that brother. But you know what? Though, think about some of the other stuff that he did in that book where he, I could see once the queen was better. Mm-hmm. You want to call her Sasha since your name's Sasha, or do you want to call her? I mean, <laughs> so, I knew this was coming up. So her name is not Sasha. It's well, like it was, that was her Fisha. nickname. Right, her nickname was Sasha, though. That's what they were calling her at first. Yeah, and I was offended by that because the they were saying of it, in the language. it means it's basically giddy up. <laughs> for horses yeah, are you serious you couldn't come up with any other name it's the curse of my name like it's just ridiculous but <clears throat> sure we can call her Sasha but basically he a lot of times whenever he would take the you know stand back and not say what maybe needed to be said she would always come up and she would say she would almost speak for him because she knew what his heart was, but he didn't, he wasn't, you're right, didn't have the patience to really deal with it. So I think once she was back in there beside him, he would probably be someone who deferred to her. And she was very compassionate. She was very, and in that relationship, he would probably take more charge of like securing their kingdom mm-hmm. and allow her to rule the people. You think so? I think so. I think he would take a back seat. Uh, I don't know. I think we're getting into a space where we're like moving on past what Amy wanted. But well, then tell me. I just I don't know. I, don't I think, think I'm really defending liking him. Exactly. <laughs> I think based off of the the actual words on the page. And, you know, like you said, it's male-dominated. I don't think he would have taken a backseat. I think he would have begrudgingly been there, but he would have been there. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, maybe he would have let his wife speak up more times than not, but it's not like he would have been absent. I'm not saying absent. I'm just saying delegating, like, their kind of authority. Like, he would be there with her, and he would be in her counsel, confidence, and they would make decisions together, I'm sure. I just think he would take the lead role in defense of the kingdom. She would take maybe the lead role in ruling the people. Okay. So what do you think... We talked about the men. Well, you haven't really talked about your choice and why. I'm sitting here for I mean, 10 minutes defending just, my, my life choice. I said that it's hard for me to choose between them because they're so different. Tyrius and Kale, they're such different brothers, even though they were raised by the same horrible king. 
I don't I think I'm going to go with King Sirius though I mean because he just he basically he fought he had to fight so hard for Lark mm-hmm. so it's just like I don't know I just I just I just love that about you know a love story he fought so hard for her and neither one of them gave up really I mean and even though she hated it you know he always put her first always put her feelings and you know even though she hated it at sometimes he always put her first it was always about her she hated learning about the history of you know queens and what a kingdom was but he knew that she, one day she would have to you know know these things she would be a ruler so I think I'm going with King Sirius I, I mean he's like my perfect book guy oh well we're not even going to get into that conversation because it would lead us down a whole another book path because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean we, we'll have to do an episode at some point just discussing book leading men yes and maybe rank our leading men because i think we both when we read these series we get a book boyfriend from them yeah but i mean yeah you're right because for this series Mm -hmm. he would be my book boyfriend but if we have to talk about life there are a few other (laughs) books you know that i would just completely i mean (laughs) King series, but you know, well, that, that's, that's a, the that's same exact different. series I'm thinking about too, different. and I'm really interested different. to see which one we choose out of them. Yes, because there's a lot of good men in that one, but that's for a later date. Yes, um, the queens, the queens. Oh, definitely Lark. Yes, yeah, definitely Lark. I I would say that. Oh gosh, um, Sasha, really. I understand her duty and everything, but I feel like in that situation, it could have been handled differently. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons that I felt so much and liked Kale was that she basically found out when she got her memories back that she was married to another king and like just turned her back on him. And they had just gotten married. And I get it. It's not that I don't understand, but at the same time, it was years had gone by she did not know like no one was at fault there i just didn't like how she handled that at all and i felt a little angry at her for how she treated him and i never felt i felt like lark's devotion to king Tyrius was absolute and you never had to question it with her i questioned it well i mean i get what you're saying but I just put myself in her shoes. Like, what would you do if one day you woke up and you didn't have any memories? So you're basically creating a new life for yourself, right? You can't mm-hmm. go backwards. You can't get your memories back. You don't know the circumstances around it. So you go on and you create a life based on, you know, you become this person. Maybe not a completely new person, but you'll always be you deep down inside right so i mean was she not supposed to what if she never got her memories back 
Well, no, that's was what she I'm not saying. supposed to go on and live happily ever after? Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think she, I think she had a respectful love for who ended up actually being her husband, but she had a actual like soul love of Kale. But how do you tell the difference though? Oh, you tell the difference. No. In this situation, no, you can but tell you have the to remember that the Kale love was new. I mean, they had only known each other for, but it, right? But it was someone that they, she actually met. She was sent to the other king's kingdom. He was an older man, and she sat in his kingdom till she came of age for first him to marry all, her. First of all, older men look very nice. Okay, I know, they but we're talking a twelve-year-old girl. But she didn't. Go she married him after years of knowing him. She was. Yeah, I mean, so I think she definitely, like right, till she and came she of age. she fell in love with him. I think it was a respectful love. I think she fell in love with him. What other choice because would she, she have had? I don't think she knew at the time when she left her home that it was a, an arrangement. I think she found that out later because she said that she asked the king when would she be able to go home or something like that. And he said... Do you want to go home or something along those lines? And she said no or something. I can't remember quite what happened, but, you know, I think she grew to love him, grew in love with him. Okay. And Kel was a new love. When you first fall in love with somebody, that is a very shiny period. I mean, this relationship, Kel was being very difficult, but at the same time, she was already, you know what? You're right. Because I just remembered that her whole life she was having these visions of Kale. So yeah. she was, she was, it was probably, yeah, it was the soul. And life. how I feel about that is even though, like, if, if she would have had a soul felt love for that other person, even without her memories, I kind of believe there's something else to love than just memories or just thoughts. There's something, not that you can't love somebody and not have a deeper connection, but if you really have that soulmate type connection, there's something a little bit deeper. And I don't think that she would have been so drawn to him. I think she was so drawn to him because you're right. She was having the dreams about him. He was probably, he was someone closer to her age. He was someone she probably always, it was her dream guy. You know, like literally, literally. And then I think I think you're right. Yeah. Because so then wouldn't she have had visions about the old king? Like, I mean, because she'd had visions about Kale her whole life and continued to have them after she lost her memories. Like, wouldn't she have had visions of the king that she married? Like, if that was her. Right. Her true destiny. But, but I mean, then too, she did say she didn't have control over it. So, destiny, if you want to say, quote unquote, was pulling her strings. So, yeah, she was destined to be with Kel. It's kind of sweet. Let's talk about the way the king died. That whole situation. He was pissing me off during that fight with the Vogar. Which, okay, so are you talking about book one? I'm talking about the queen and the cure. 
Okay, so book two, yes. The Queen of the Cure and that king. Because a king dies in both books. Yes. Kind technically. of. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the second book, the king that dies, he was pissing me off before that because I'm like, he's like moping around and he's sad, like we're not going to make it and kill who's not even a king and who's in love with your wife is making all of these plans and he's, you know, pulling the people together to fight the Volcar. And I'm just like, what kind of freaking king are you? But then you don't really know because, you know, it wasn't very detailed, but I guess um, Sasha already knew and maybe she had told him that he wasn't going to make it Mm. because she wasn't, I mean, she didn't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm asking because she didn't come out there. She wasn't already out there with him when Kale was trying to save him. And if she had already known, because she came to Kale, because Kale was calling Sasha to amplify his powers. If she had already known that he wasn't going to make it, wouldn't she, wouldn't she have already been there? Well, okay, but this is the thing. I don't think they explained her vision like that, like she saw him die. I think her vision that they explained was she saw Kel as king. And technically... Did they say that? I, that's what I thought. That's what I remember. Well, we can go back and check on that. Yeah. But, but my is that her vision was that she saw Kel being crowned as king, and technically he had <clears throat> the right to it yes because it was older so maybe she didn't know how it was coming about but when she saw him there mortally injured she realized this is what's bringing about my vision because she never knew she didn't know all the details of everything she would just know certain things they say that he became king though i don't even remember that part well i'll have to go back and look at that because for some reason i remember her having a vision of him being crowned king Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to go back and look at it because I don't remember. Because I remember her saying, I've never seen you over a certain age. No, I know, but I'm talking about sometime during the second book. That's what I'm saying. In the second book, she was saying to him when she didn't want him to get on the ship, Mm -hmm. she was saying, and she had his men poison him. She said to him, the reason why I'm doing this is because I've never seen you over you know looking older than what you are Mm -hmm. now and so i think it means that you die because i've never had a vision of you looking older than what you are now right and then when she later when they are about to fight the volgar or after the first attack or something like that he has gray in his hair and so she's saying to him this makes me happy because this is the oldest that i've ever seen you look I mean, we can't assume that he got rid of that gray hair after the whole fighting thing was over. Because where my memory of her having that vision was like at the end of the book. Like she talks about seeing him. That's why she was. I I kind of feel like it was after almost an explanation of why she did what she did for him because she knew he was going to die. So she wanted to make sure he was able to spin himself into a tree next to the grandfather tree. 
Like mm-hmm. that was what she felt like her duty was because she knew he wasn't going, he, you know, she, she had a vision that he was about to die. Okay. We can go back and look at that. So when the king goes in to kill and he says something, he says something to kill, um, but I can't remember what he said. And Sasha was right, right outside the door. It was like right after the first attack. And he said something and I was like, well, why didn't she, like in my head, I was thinking, why didn't she tell him that? I think maybe he was in the men's room or something. Like, something like that. I can't remember. But I think maybe that's what you're talking about. Because he said Sasha had a vision about something. Does that ring a bell? I don't know. I'll have to go back and look because I can't... I can't come up with exactly what it was. But that was the reason I thought, like, it was... It was explained after. Like, why she did what she did as the king was dying because I think it can look very heartless on one side that she did not hold him and tried to help him, but she knew he wanted to be next to the grandfather tree. tree. And that's where he wanted to spend and spin into his eternal tree. Right. And so that's kind of that's, weird. And they say that like, she is able to help other people's ability mm-hmm. So she was giving her strength to him to fu- to carry out his final wish. Instead of giving her strength to Kale. Kale that may not have saved him. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought it was because she saw he was crowned. And so I thought that that was the explanation for it. Because whenever it was happening, I remember right. going like, help him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even though I wanted Kale to be happy, mm-hmm. I was still going... Help him. Why, why, he's, he wants to help him. He feels like he's failing. Like, I also didn't want Kale to feel that. But then afterwards, unless I made up things to make myself feel better about something, right? I don't know. I, do that that's, I know. So that's why I'm like, wait, I'll go back and look. But that is what I thought was the explanation for why she behaved the way she did. Okay. Let's talk about this first book a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I listened to this book on like 1.45 with the narration just because the normal, I can't. But it also felt like at times, like the action parts were going so fast. I'm like, wait, what? What happened? What happened? And then the words for the different, you know, um, the different cities or whatever, Mm -hmm. towns. Or like, were so hard to keep up with, and I mean, it's not like the town was called Jackson. It was like something like Doris Morris, and you know, and so it's hard to keep up with them. But one of the action series that really kind of went by really fast for me was one of the last ones um, where the where King Tyrion finally shows the people that he's gifted. And, you know, the people find out that all along the liege was um, his father, the the king that supposedly died and they couldn't find his body. Like that action scene went by so fast for me. And I had to rewind it a few times because I'm just like, what? And it's not like I was like half sleep listening. Like I was up and like paying attention. And it just, 
it completely blew me away, but in a good way, because I'm like, finally, you know, he's letting people know that he's gifted, and this is why he's been kind of lenient on these people, and um, so yeah, I was just, I, I loved, loved, loved the way we were, they were, um, Amy was able to incorporate Kel into saving his brother's life, because Kel would give his life for his brother just as much as he would, you know, go and do something that he completely hated. He never wanted to be gifted. He completely hated gifted people. He had that prejudice. So for him to save him with the one thing that he hated, I felt like that was amazing writing for him to be there for his brother in the ultimate way that only he could have been. It was amazing. Oh, no, I absolutely agree there. I think because of how he was so conditioned, so prejudiced against, and I think that goes into self-hate when you're in a society like that, that, you know, and things like, so he had all those issues. Absolutely. Like no better way to make him accept not only who he is, but who other people are. Right. By needing that to save him, his brother, who he loved more than anyone. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, what about Lark and her dad? Oh my God. I love Buchani. He is like my oh. creature friend, like my book friend. Like I would love somebody like him. He tells it to you straight. You know, he protects you. He loves you like to the umpteenth. You know, he's gonna, he's just gonna be there for you, whatever you need. Like, whether it's to find you in the woods when you're being stupid, or it's to, you know, try to trade places with you when you have to go off and follow this crazy king who you later found out is, you know, partially in love with you already. Like, all of these kind of things. But, sorry, I was no. at the pot. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like him too. And he's, he's a, a secondary character that honestly is so essential. Mm -hmm. He's a second because she doesn't, um, so I'm going to, I guess, talk about one of the things that I didn't like in the book at all. And I don't want to be too hard on Amy Harmon because I've read everything she's written. I love Amy Harmon. But this was stupid. Okay. <laughs> and it goes back to how none of this could even work without him. And it's at the end when she's trying to take back the word. Right. Oh, my God. For one, she doesn't even remember it. If it wasn't for Buchani being there for her, mm -hmm. she wouldn't have even remembered she gave him the word. And then she's searching. She's searching. She's thinking of everything. What can the word be? What can the... <laughs> it was eagle like I just felt like come on you couldn't come up with that and I I don't know that part just seemed overly stupid on Lark's part and I liked Lark but that was just I'm like really he's sitting here having to like spoon feed you everything from like one of the most important days of and your life. I was life. just about to say that. One of the most important days of her life, her mom died. So that is probably 
over-encompassing that whole day. She's not thinking about that she met the little, the prince. She's not thinking about, oh, you know, he saw an eagle and he always wanted to, she's not thinking about that. She's but thinking she my mom it. died and I got, she mentions it, but In she's not, she does, but she's not thinking details. That's just the oh, secondary. No. That was her mom telling the story. Yeah, because her mom saw saw Lark say something to the boy. Yes, she did. She's the one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so she was the one in the beginning narrating that mm-hmm. part. Um, just like Lark does in the end, narrating the part for her daughter. Um, but no, so yeah, like it's all encompassing. Your mom dies. She takes away your voice and tells you that or tells her husband that if you die, he dies. Like, which also was another major part because it directly influences the relationship between the daughter and the and the father. Mm-hmm. The one remaining parent that she has left and he I don't I can't decide if he just hated her. He knew what she was and he had no powers. He does mention that. Remember at one point he's like did you do you think I'm stupid like or whatever like I know what you are yeah but at the same time I thought that was more like a threat like if it weren't for the fact that I would die if you die then I would like turn you in or something for favor or something like I felt like that was a threat like he was, was. like trying to manipulate her or something like that well, no, it was definitely a threat, and I think it's what helped feed. He obviously, I think, he did love his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she had gifts. And so so he was able to accept it, but then because of a gift, that's why he lost his wife, and then now... He is his daughter's gift. His daughter's gift is it becomes something he resents. He lost his wife over it. Mm-hmm. And now he has to protect this knowledge of this gift to survive, s- to keep his own life. Mm-hmm. So his resentment towards this already prejudice that exists in this society just deepens over the years and is filtered like into her like he can't separate her gift from her i mean and then if you when i think about it he was already a like punk of a man like he was ambitious but ambitious quietly not like quietly i'm making my moves until i can excuse me until i can become king but like a sniffly yeah hiding behind mom's skirts type person right and it was so annoying because he it's like he couldn't speak up it's like he wanted to defy the king but not in the king's face and it's just like grow some balls like Mm -hmm. you you have certain support already why are you such a sniffling individual it just he pissed me off to the 10th 10th power. I just, I didn't hate him because hate is such a strong word and these are fictional characters. But, like, we're best to use those person, words. That type of person in real life, I would just completely 
kick in the nuts and make them go home and cry to their moms or something. I don't know. But I just I just couldn't. But um I mean we've been talking for a while now. So maybe we'll end it here and we will talk about our next one maybe next week. Bye everyone. Bye.